What up, what up, Beef Nation? Welcome back to the pod. This is the boys expressing emotions and feelings. Yo, <laughs> what up, Beef Nation? We're back to another episode of the boys expressing emotions and feelings. I'm Matt McPherson, and as always, I got Chuck Hinnicott. What it do, baby? I got Sean Dibble. Why? What up, dude? And I got Matt Nicholson, a.k.a. the Stevie Nicks. Oh! <laughs> Sup, kiddos. All right, guys. As you know, we've been doing mindfulness techniques, and this week's mindfulness technique, <laughs> grounding technique, I should say, licking taint. All right. Good. Um, one. For example, licking taint, the studies have shown back in 2015 is when the study started. This guy named Mark came back. He just got laid off from his job, right? He call, comes up to his boy and he's all like, yo, Chad, just got laid off from my job. And Chad's like, dude, I'm so freaking sorry. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do for money. I'm so stressed. And Chad was like, bro, we're going to get through this together. And Chad goes in for the hug, right? But Chad had just worked out, dude, hitting that cardio, hitting that bench. And he was super sweaty. And for some reason, as he went in for the hug, his pants fell down. Right, dude? And dude, wasn't Chad also wearing those like new fucking pants that come with like the built-in boxers? Yeah, the built-in boxers, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, and so like he didn't have boxers on technically, and it fell down, right, dude? And Mark was like, "Dude, don't worry, like it happens. I'll pick it up for you." So he bent over and he was putting up Chad's pants, and as he went up, he got a big whiff of his butt, and he was like, "Oh!" So his mouth was open, but then Chad was like, "What?" and backed up. And Mark accidentally licked his taint. And Chad was like, oh, wait. And Mark was like, wait a second, dude. I feel super like in the moment right now. And that's known as the Mark and Chad uh, experience. And so it really brings you back. I know, Stevie, we've done this plenty of times, dude. Too many. Too many times. Sean, you said you practiced this the other day when, you know, you were packing. Yeah. Right? When, yeah. when I heard about this... uh when our uh, our call to set up, I I had to take a I had to try it, and I did have positive experiences from it. Yeah. Wait, Sean, did you get your taint licked, or, or did, did you, you lick taint? taint? Uh, you know the uh, the person I did it with does not want to publicly come out with that. Yes, so uh, you know we're our agents are involved, and we're once I have that information available to say, I, I will say, but. I am allowed to disclose that it was a successful operation. And what I've been noticing, dude, is like. I'll be honest, when it's like a little hairy, I even get more grounded. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, what is going on? Dude, my uh, aunt used to crochet and I was like, she taught me how. Now I'm so good at looking taint that if it's hairy, dude, I'm, I can go in and go get a little like a little sewing technique action. <laughs> Jack. Please tell me. You've done this before, right? Yeah, I did. Dude, you can't mention Tate linking in the same sense as Jack and not have me being doing it. But you know what I like to do? You know how most people, they get their ribs removed to suck their own dick. I get my ribs removed so I can lick Tate and practice. Oh, and it's a self-fulfilling right, prophecy, dude. dude. Yeah. So I ground myself by doing it to my own Tate. It's really, it's ingenious, It's honestly. like the never-ending stairs. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I'm, you know, I... 
I'm able to sustain my own vibes, my own self-esteem. It's, it's crazy, really cool. dude. It's such a beautiful thing that Stevie's even crying right now. <laughs> dude, he's, tears, dude. he's sobbing, bro. They did studies. They said if <laughs> Stalin had tears, man. Yeah, dude. They said if Stalin had practiced technique, this technique, <laughs> the countless of lives would have been saved. <laughs> I heard that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I might need to do it right now. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm a little all over You're the place. A little yeah. Just a little bit. Overwhelmed from thinking about all those tragic lives that were lost. <laughs> Too many. Just because no taint was licked. Oh, dude, it's just like one simple action right just one lick ask like, not what you can do for your boy's taint ask what your boy's taint can do for you yeah. dude, that's so true that's so true bro <laughs> i mean that's what he said right yeah johnny boy <laughs> jack anyways <laughs> oh, it was jack yeah it was that was fun but for an actual grounding technique this is true um yeah if you're feeling nervous they say it's smart to go stick your hands in uh, cold water or like splash your face with cold water because with the temperature, it's so cold that all you're thinking about is, you know, that temperature. Uh, and so it can really bring you back and shock your system. So if you're ever feeling, you know, nervous or something or anxious this week, I mean, how I don't know if you're close to water or anything, but. No, even like a sink. Yeah, just go like wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Like that's why I can't do cold showers because it's all I think about is holy F, mm -hmm. I'm so cold. Yeah. And I guess that's a good thing because it's literally all you think about. It's the only process going in my brain. I'm just shivering, waiting to get out, waiting to get out. My mom used to punish me with cold showers. Really? But now I think she was doing it for my benefit. Really? She's like, you need for your mental health. You yeah, need an attitude adjustment. Yeah, exactly. You gotta yeah. take and a deep honestly, breath. It probably works. It worked. I was like, I chilled out. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. like that. I Dang, like that. Because yeah. one of my goals for it this was all jokes earlier too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ground yourself the way you want to be ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my goals for 2023 was to like start incorporating cold showers into my routine. Maybe not like a strictly cold shower, but like doing the hot for the 90% and the last 10% doing cold just to get acclimated to it. Mm -hmm. And I will like, after you get out and you're, you're drying off and you're nice and warm, like, Oh, I feel like I just have stress, get off my shoulders, deep breaths, you know, able to stay, stay in the moment. Yeah. not get too far ahead of myself. For so. sure. Yeah. I, I like the cold showers. Um, when I, when I feel like kind of off, maybe it's like, the middle of like a day and I've kind of felt like just a little, even like lazy kind of, if I take a cold shower, it kind of like snaps me back into reality almost. And kind of is like, all right, like what, well, let's go, let's be yeah. productive today. And like cold plunges have been too mm. popular, like, like barrels of ice, you know, people, yeah. there's really been into that. People may know about this as well. There's this guy who's blowing up on TikTok who's, trying to take like an ice bath every single day for all of 2023. It's really cool. Cause he gives like these like little motivational speaks when he does it. And, and he lives in a cold environment. Yeah. He lives in like, like the water is warmer than the, the air temperature. temperature. Yeah. He lives yeah. in like Canada. It's actually cool. He's like a huge, uh, 
Lions fan, and the Lions actually brought him out to his practice facility. Oh, to do, oh that's cool. Yeah, to do a cold plunge. Um, but yeah, um, something like that is always just about bringing you back to, like, as Jack likes to say, where your feet are. Yeah. So yeah, lick and taint or cold water. Either Take or. Your pick. Can't go wrong with yeah. either one. Sometimes, you know, if you're stressed out and your boy's stressed out, he can be licking your taint while your hands are in the water. It's a little dual effect. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, double whammy. Why not both? Porque no los dos. Yeah. <laughs> what was our opening topic? No. <laughs> Let's just get in that wheel. Let's do it, dude. Let's get into the wheel. We are What's today, on it today? Today we are working with... Yuckas. <laughs> I'm embarrassed of... Boners. <laughs> Biggest insecurities. And long distance relationships. You know, if you read that in order, it's a, like a free flowing sentence right there. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I'm insecure of boners. Biggest insecurity, long distance relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like my life. Should we, should we spin yeah, that wheel? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's spin a wheel, Jack. Boners. Long distance relationships. Uh, I tried. I tried. Here it's all good. <laughs> so, fellas, has anyone in here been in a long distance relationship? I've been in two. Whoa. At the same time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I did one in, I like the stereotypical like high school one, but I was the younger one dating someone in college. Really? Oh, so yeah. you were a great apart. Yeah, we were a great apart. She was a year older. I was a year younger. A year younger. And it was, it was crazy because we broke up after that year. And then I did my freshman year. And then I thought to myself, like, yo, major props to her. Like, I don't know how she dated a senior in high school. I didn't know you did that. Because your lives are so different. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're so different. Like, you're so much more mature as a freshman in college. Like, you're more independent. Right, yeah. You're living on your own. You're making new friends. Like you're figuring out who you are and then just have like me back in high school, just chilling. Like shout out to her for that. Did she like come back for prom and homecoming and all that? She came back for not homecoming, but she came back for prom because she went to the university of Florida. Like she was, Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I went out there once. Florida's lit. I understand why people. <laughs> if go you um, I, like my my after I visited there, like if you're like a seven, 16, 17 year old recruit, you don't have any allegiance to any university. You go to the University of Florida. I don't know how any like recruit doesn't sign there. Like you're in Florida, beautiful weather, beautiful people everywhere. Like it's the dream. Playing for a big SEC program. I don't know how any. Like, Were you nervous when she went to college, or? Oh, extremely. Okay. Yeah. Would you have been more nervous if if you knew what freshman year was like? You know. Oh, even more. Even more. Yeah. Even like thinking back back on myself as like at seventeen, I was so immature and like definitely like jealous ridden and stuff like that and then yeah but then i did it's kind of interesting because like my first relationship that i did was had long distance and then my last most recent relationship the entire relationship was long distance but that was because i think of my age 
was way more of a mature relationship than when I was in high school. Do you think that since you had been in a long distance relationship prior, you were maybe more aware of what could lead to things going wrong? I don't know if you understand my question, but like, yeah, like the, I mean, I think anyone who's been in a long distance relationship, like the hardest thing is definitely like the communication. And like, when I think about it, what pisses me off the most about myself, when I think about my most recent long-term relationship is how I was bad about expressing about like what I was going through it in the moment, your emotions and feelings. Exactly. Because like, because I had been through one before and I knew it's really hard to like communicate all these feelings over the phone, you keep things. And then you, and then when you are in person, you don't want to like, you don't want to waste the time that you do have in person. So you try to keep it like as light and airy and not like trying to say like perfect, but as perfect as possible when you see each other, because you're trying to like take advantage of the time that you do have together. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely think it's super hard at our age to do, but I, I would always, yeah, like I would always recommend it to anyone because it's always in my mind, it's always better to try. It's always more. Right. Yeah. Have either, I know Jack has been through a long distance. I have. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Have you? Did you ever? Uh, kind, kind of. of like summer. over summer. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so for me, like the thing that made it the easiest was like FaceTime. Mm. Like that was my, like that was like if we could, like I could FaceTime my ex for like three, four hours a day. And I was like, that's what made it not like easier, but helped. Well, that, yeah, that's like the only real way you guys can communicate when you are long distances through your phones. So I think if you didn't have that, it'd probably make things way worse. Cause then you'd get into your head about playing all these games. Like, Oh, why aren't they responding to my text or answer my phone call or answer my mm-hmm. FaceTime or responding to my Snapchat. I think that the reason that, maybe people struggle with long distances relationships is you don't get to see that like face to face time. You just see them through a screen. You don't know what else is going around behind the phone, like who they're with, what they're doing. They could say one thing, but maybe they're doing something completely different. So I think that is probably like a double-edged sword where it's really, really good for what it does well, but it's also really bad for what it does poorly. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think that now is probably the easiest time to have a long distance relationship, right? Because before all that technology, you like you couldn't do that. Like my parents were long distance when my mom went abroad. Like they had just met a few months prior. Then she went abroad for school and they'd like write letters to each other. You know, like we don't have to do that. You can just literally romantic. You can like just FaceTime. It is is romantic. You couldn't even like call her. No, because it was like a fortune and they were broke college kids. So, I mean, it's so nice that you can now do that. But one point that Stevie made, I agree with everything you said, but one thing, like it's so difficult in this age to do it. I feel like I kind of disagree with that. I think it's like being 24, 25. No, yeah, I'm hip to that. I, I think that it's difficult just in general, but I think this age is probably like one of the, the, I don't want to say the easiest thing. I don't think it's easy, but like I hear you saying my long distance relationship was like the classic. We both went to college. So like we tried at separate schools kind of, and it just like did not work out. Um, like that was hard. Cause you're meeting so many new people and 
like it's freshman year. So you're trying to get integrated with like friends or like rush, whatever. So like, you don't want to go drive four or five hours to the other school. Right. Like it's just kind of weird. Whereas I feel like now in this age, like you're working, like, and if you truly feel connected with somebody to your point, like you might as well try. Whereas at 18 years old, it was like, well, like I'm so young, like all these new people around you. Like, like I feel like everyone was like, it's not worth it. Just end it. Where no, now I, it's like, oh, like you're 24. Like you should try it if you feel like there's a connection. No, I, I definitely I actually. Yeah, you make a very good point. This probably is the time that we're living the best time if you are in a relationship to try. Because like once like you're third in your 30s, you don't want to be married in long distance. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess some people like travel for work. So they're gone the whole work. We come back. But I guess now with remote working just like a different environment it's probably a little easier because people can go with you yeah that's a good point but i feel like if there's any time to try long distance it's like this age gap we're in that being said it is so like difficult i'm not trying to put that down no yeah you you made a very good point i know we didn't succeed in continuing our long distance relationships while you guys were in it is there anything that you did besides like being on the phone or you know, general acts. My relationship like that. didn't end because of long distance. I'm not so. saying that it ended because of long right. distance. I'm saying that you went through long distance, it ended. Like, what did you do to ensure that while you were in long distance, it wasn't going to fizzle out or you guys weren't going to grow apart? Obviously, besides like calling on the phone or doing stuff like that. Yeah, I guess just when you do talk, you know, talk with passion, you know, make, make every second count. I remember, um, like do do like spontaneous things, even though you're not in the same place. I remember it was her birthday and like right when it hit midnight, like I FaceTimed her and I played 50 cent uh, in the club <laughs> and uh, I had these notes like lined up on the phone on the FaceTime. So like it said, yo, and I would kick it happy and then I would kick it and birthday. Right. And then I would jump in. Um, so stuff like that, I don't know, like you can FaceTime, but sometimes FaceTimes are just like, what's up? And you're like laying down, do something like fun with your FaceTimes. That's what I would do. Uh, and just try to visit, I guess, as much as you can, you know, as much, what's up? I said, make them sexy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. it's important. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. 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 Why not? Yeah. That's I'm, important. I'm all here for sexting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Nicholson, yeah. pro sex sir. Bro, she's into me, bro. <laughs> We're fine, dude. She wanted. Um, yeah, but like what you said, when you do get like, and when you do get to visit, make sure it's not. You know, when you're together all the time, I'm sure little things can bother you. But when you are at long distance and you do get together, if little things do bother you, try to let it slide because you're not gonna you're this is like you know 48 hours i get to see them try to do something in those 48 hours make it memorable so do you think that it's hard when you do visit the person though because i think i picked up on a little bit in my long distance relationship is that when we were together after not seeing each other for a while like it seems like not things were on edge but if something went out of whack it would kind of just blow up really quickly because you haven't had the opportunity Mm. to have that interaction in person. It's just been through the phone where you can kind of play down your feelings or your, your reaction to what they say or what they do. I don't know. It, does that, you guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. little stuff, this gets like blown out of proportion. Yeah. Like say for it, like, like it snowballs, like something yeah. mine, minute happens 
and then you guys start bickering and then it's like, oh, well, what about that time when we were on the phone two weeks ago and you said this and we didn't address that. I think that that's something to be mindful of is that you guys are together for a short period of time when you are together in person, like focus on what you have going for you, not what you don't have going for you. Mm -hmm. Like all the good things that you have, like you guys are committed. You want to, you flew or drove or whatever to that location to go see that person. Now you're together. Go do things that you like to do together. Go watch a movie, go take a hike, go explore the city that this person has just moved to, you know, cause maybe they're still trying to find their friend group or figure out what works for them in terms of being a young adult trying to, again, like Sean said, integrate into new social groups and find hobbies. So I think if you do an issue arises, I'm obviously the type of person that's going to address it right away, but you can always table the conversation for later. You don't want to like sour the whole experience just because of one tiny thing. Yeah. I think like a key thing for that is, and this I think is for like real relation, like, well, real, like in-person relationships, like in the same town and long distance is you just have to like let things go, right? Like the, the little stuff, Jack, that you brought up that then like build up at some point, I feel like you just have to like said yourself, like, is this really worth like getting angry about and having this conversation or should I just like let it go? Like, I don't like, I feel like 99% of the time people aren't doing things in spite of you. You know, like they probably didn't bring that up or phrase it that certain way to piss you off. That's just like what happened. And just like, let it go. Cause it's not worth it. Cause then it will like ruin your weekend. Right. Like that happened to me when I was dating a girl in college and then COVID hit. So then it was kind of like long distance, right? Cause you weren't in the same town and like that, like literally happened like when she was like in town visiting and it's just, it sucks. Cause then you're only there for like what, two to three days. And then if half a day gets ruined over that, like that's a lot of time. Right. Compared yeah, you to can't being, like go anywhere. You right. gotta be with that person. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. With COVID especially, but then if you're in person, like half a day, whatever, but like when you're only seeing them two or three days, half a day is like, a lot of the time you're seeing them and that sucks to be in a fight, especially over something so like minimal. So yeah, you just have to learn to let stuff go. I feel like, and like assume that they weren't trying to be negative, but assume them positive intent out of it. I mean, yeah, I think definitely, especially when you're in a long distance relationship, because there are so many things that are already working against you that you have like no say in kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. you're not together. You can't talk all the time. And then what I've also realized when you're in a long distance relationship, it's just kind of this weird dynamic of you're not together for two weeks. And then when I do see you, let's say it's for like three, four days. Now I live with you for those three to four days. We're yeah. together every single minute for 72 to 96 hours. Like, that's a lot to ask for a relationship. That's a lot of time to be with another person. Like something that they're going to do is going to piss you off. You're going to piss them off. And it's just, you kind of, it's just facts. It is. And I think if you're in a long distance relationship, you have to realize like those things are going to pop up and it's like, is it worth it? I think is a good, like, I clearly care about this person so much. And this relationship seems so much to me. Like, I can see past these like small little things. And then hopefully when we are at a point when we are in the same city and those, you know, like those like little minute things won't bother you as much. I think. 
Yeah. Anything yeah. else, boys? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you're like, that's your best friend, so, you know. Yeah, and if future, you're in a long-distance relationship person. currently, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, more power to you. I'm Honestly, sure. it's very super, impressive. Yeah. I wish I was in a place where I had someone where I could be halfway across the world and I wouldn't have to worry about what they were doing because I know what their intentions are. It's also cool to know that someone that far away is choosing to still want to be with you right. and make this work mm-hmm. kind of makes you feel more valuable or just validates you. Right. Fosh. All right, let's spin that wheel. Spin that wheel, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Sean, why don't you spin the wheel? Oh, man. Sean, spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Great spin, Sean. Boners. Hey. What a spin. What a spin. What a spin. <laughs> Going out of the bang. Um, yeah, you know. I love them. Uh, we all get them. Hey. Pro. Pro, you know, sometimes you take them for granted. Though. All right, spin the wheel. We're all pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro bono. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in elementary school, and I went to a Catholic elementary school, and every Friday we would have church, you know, with the entire entire grade, entire school, and some baddies. Every single time, <laughs> I would put the kneel down, the like kneeler down to to, to kneel. Know, get on my knees and kneel. I would get immediately bricked up for absolutely zero reason. No, for God. For God, yes. <laughs> but at the time, I was afraid of God. And I was like, dude, God can't know I have a boner for him. That'd be a really bad look. Like, I, that makes you I, gay, right? I can't. Well, no, I just made me feel like a sexual deviant. I can't act on those tendencies. I'm not married yet. <laughs> right. right? Yeah, and I was yeah. just cons- like, what, what was the connection in my brain that every time I would kneel, the blood would just rush to my dong? Right. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys have a similar environment that brings it out of you that's completely non-sexual i mean actually one could argue the church is a very sexual place i'm sorry i'll take that back especially the catholic church (laughs) it's true (laughs) um yeah i don't know i mean growing up i think you just get boners like randomly but it was every time yeah it was consistent i think it was was like the same maybe it just like you just must like being on your knees or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah, I don't know why it's funny. It's 2023. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I might just be a a, a dark, or I don't know what, a black hat kind of thing. Like Maybe you have some weird kink that you don't know about yet that you haven't mm. figured out. Like, next thing you know, like, you're going to be dating a girl and she's going to no. come out in a nun outfit and you're just going to, like, orgasm. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, no, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to be... Saying, I'm going to be like getting married to my wife and we're going to be kneeling, like saying our vows. And she's going to be like, like, Jack, get it figured out, man. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> like pitching a full tent while I'm saying my vows. I'm like, yeah. babe, I love you. Yeah, like, are you serious? There's, there's like a little, there's a little stain. Cause there's a little pre-cum stain. <laughs> <laughs> you consummated after Jack. I'm like, oh, I understand. Not, not while the ceremony is going on. When you, um, when you get boners in public, just out of nowhere. How do you conceal it? Do you still get boners in public? I mean, like sometimes. Yeah, just like, like the occasional two a year, I'd say. At this yeah, point. it's like rare. But like when it happens, I can remember it happening. It's very vivid in my mind. <laughs> but how do you like what would you do to like conceal your boner? 
I would waistband it. Yeah, you waistband. You, tuck you would tuck up. it up. You tuck it up. Yeah, have to. So yeah, what I would do is like, let's say we're like we're seated at a table, like everyone's like, you know, like we're drinking beers or like we're eating food, right? So what you do is you gotta be. And buried. then all of a sudden, Stevie just gets bricked up. <laughs> Next thing you know, dude, it happens. You, you feel you feel the little pressure in your pants. You're like, uh oh, why am I horny? I'm always <laughs> horny. <laughs> and then you remember, oh, she's wait. into me, bro. <laughs> So what you do is you got to be very observant at this point. You got to be looking at everyone. What you want to do is you want to pick a moment, usually when yourself makes a hilarious joke. Everyone's cracking up. They're ha ha ha. They're not paying attention. That's when you stick your hand, fully <laughs> down your pants, rip that shit up, tuck it under the waistband, fix it real quick, all <laughs> under a second. And everyone's still laughing. You're like, ha ha And then you're, you're, you're good to go. Okay. It's funny because I have... <laughs> I have done that before. We're like, you got it. You definitely got to do the scan and yeah, make you sure like, time it. you're like, all right, now's the moment. And not just have like McPherson right next to you. Like, dude, what are you doing? See, like you can't even do the period of time where like everyone's on their phone. Cause that could change. Yeah. Because instant. if you're talking about a sudden movement, when everyone's looking at their screen, they're going to be like, what? Did you just grab your cock, dude? Like, why are you touching yourself in Wendy's? Are you, are you rubbing one out real quick? What I do is I like put it like between my legs. <laughs> you put it down? Like I try to tuck it back. <laughs> he tries to clench it with his beehole. He holds it his thigh. Do you he break it? I feel like I'd break it if I ripped it all the way up. But you know? when you're when you're erect, like. It your wounds. dong is definitely pointed <laughs> I upwards. know. So well, you're doing yourself. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's maybe not. not. Maybe it's not. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> He's like, I know what uh, it's supposed I know to what do. <laughs> but a lot of times I'm wearing jeans. So I, just, I don't know. I just go like, <laughs> I like slide my. Dude, isn't that more obvious when it's just like. It's like a third Dude, leg. I'm, gonna, no, I'm just like fixing my pocket. I'm going to give a. I sh have a small penis. You can't even <laughs> see it really. Okay. <laughs> You know, I'll give a shout out, a shout out to we the, uh, keep that. <laughs> that has to stay in a shout out to the underwear company Saks, S-A-X-X. Do they have a, their underwear comes with a ballpark pouch. So it's like a separate part of the underwear where you just store your, your, your wiener and gonads. Oh, and it just like very beautifully keeps it all compact. And so if you did get bricked up, it was just, it's like already contained. You don't need to worry about tucking it up or. Sticking it it's between your legs. In its hey, little guys, pouch, it's, in its little. It's, it's like a kangaroo. Yeah, and this it's is like a Joey. This is the very exciting part of the podcast where we are announced our first sponsor, Sax. <laughs> Hold your dick and balls perfectly. <laughs> the ballpark. Hi, Sax. Everybody. Go Nanso. Underrated term. Underrated term. Oh, dude, great word for great word. Your ball sack. Your gonads. Family jewels. I always love that one. What a. Okay, so we had two people tuck up, one person tuck, tuck down. down. What do you do, Jack? I tuck up. I'm a tuck okay. up guy. What it's not like I'm tucking <laughs> down. I'm just moving it. Like, I, I like know. to take duct tape and tape it to the side right. of my leg. Yeah. Right, sure. Basically, that just so yeah. no, like just so you know, like nothing can happen. Yeah. Well, then I know it's secure. When you're out, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you're out, if you're like getting grinded on by a girl at a club, or if you start like m making out with someone. Do you ever get hard in either of well, those moments? That would require me to talk to a girl. Yeah. So I couldn't I tell you. Um, I would say in my current state, if a girl came up to me and started making out with me, yes, I'm going to get bricked up. I can say that's my vote of confidence. How I get nervous in public. Like, 
I get nervous on my own. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I do. I'm like, yeah. I, I, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know, I'm flustered, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely am bricked up. I'm definitely bricked <laughs> up. Um, yeah, obviously. If I'm, don't what, you think she would want you yeah, to be bricked for up? For sure. Um, Maybe I'm not in, want is the right word, but like, don't you think she would be like enjoy almost not expect, but she's anticipating. She's like, like oh, I if did, she's into I did you, that. Yeah, yeah, like she's into you, you're yeah. into her. When I'm like in love, she could literally just like, like blow on my cheek, and I'll like, I'm two sheets to the wind. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's on, right? I'm a very intimate human being. All right. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm going to jump back to you, Stevie. Okay. So like you asked like how uh, drunk are you? If you're like at a, like a club and you start getting danced on. Yeah. Cause let's say like girls, whiskey dicks a real thing. Yeah. Let's say you're not like yammered and you, yeah, it's I'll not going to work. But let's say like you're definitely a few drinks in, you're feeling good. You're like peak confidence where you feel like you're not stuttering your words or slurring your words, but you probably are a little bit, but it doesn't sound like you are. And also you think like you're not obviously flirting, but it's like the most obvious yeah. shit in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. Like that apex drunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting half chub. Yeah. That's, the, that's a good answer. Yeah. 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 I'm getting ha- yeah. like there's, I'm feeling I can't, weird that I keep saying you're sailing. I'm feeling ass. the pressure in the pants. Yeah, for <laughs> there's sure. There's definitely something going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not Jack on his knees in church, but like no, there's something, there's something not that. Maybe. I'm usually at least rocking 25% blood flow at all times. That's tough. Yeah. Always gonna really? stay ready. <laughs> you never know when the opportunity <laughs> might arise. You're just like in the bullpen, like not warming up for the game, but just the shoulders just, always loose. Yeah. Shoulders yeah, always I get the, loose. I get the I get the exercise band. I'm He's just doing some rotator cuff yeah. exercises. <laughs> when, let me know when you need me, coach. <laughs> I'm like a dog. He's throwing the little ball against the the, yeah. the, the weighted ball. <laughs> Coach, I'm ready. Whatever you need. <laughs> uh, I just want to give a shout out to the word renob, a fire word. For any of you who don't know, that's boner backwards. Um, it's not offensive. Yeah, I mean, it could be. You could use it offensively. Well, you, if you're calling someone... It's not, a, politi- it's not politically incorrect. Okay. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm just using phonics. Um, but yeah. It, do- it kind of does, you know, it um, does sound like another word, but... Beef that. Nation, um, as you guys know. Our lovely uh, beef member, Sean Dybul, is making the trek down South 95 to the great city of Atlanta. This is his last podcast episode in Studio 512 for the time being. You never know. He might hate Atlanta, come back, run into us because he'll miss us so much. Or just come visit, you know? Yeah, or we can come visit, bring (laughs) him to live. It is a little bit easier for one person to come up than three people to go down. I'll just say that. Yeah, whatever. We're going to talk about logistics right now. (laughs) Yeah, Sean's last episode in person. So... Sean, thank you for joining us on this journey. We wish you best of luck in the future as we continue on this journey together. But yeah, we're going to, you know, pick your brain a little bit about how you're feeling. Just, I don't, we'll see where it goes. Sure. Yeah. Free flow. And we will sing our praises to you and how much we appreciate you as a friend. Yeah. And thanks for doing this with us. Um, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that more or less, we've been thinking about doing something like this for a little while maybe informally or formally. And the fact that we actually have done it is awesome. And we get a lot of joy out of it. I get a lot of joy at hanging with you guys and with you, especially Sean. So 
I'll definitely miss these nights. And the couch is going to look a little weird with just three dudes sitting across talking without you there. I've, talk, I've thought about that. We're going to have to figure out our whole seating arrangement once mm-hmm. he's gone. Okay. Someone's going to have to join me on the couch. I'll do it. Oh, <laughs> volunteer. We love it. Or I was, I was thinking we could all be on the couch. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> all three of us on the couch would be hey. kind of funny. I'd be like interviewing you or being mm. interviewed by y'all. And call it the Sean Dival podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Sean, I got a question for you. As someone who is now making their second move out of college, mm. what, um, what are some like either tips or tricks that you have picked up on that makes it easier to kind of remove yourself from your past location and focus on what's ahead of you? Cause you know, you have a lot of memories and things attached to this area, a lot of friends, like what, what advice would you give someone who else is making a move maybe for the first time? If you have any advice or anything you've picked up on. So advice on moving to the next place and away from your, where you're from because like you, away from being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a good question. Cause I feel like when I moved up here, obviously I'm not from the area. I'm from Richmond. So shout out 804. But I feel like I was familiar with this area somewhat because my mom's from up here. So like my grandma lives up here. My cousin lives up here. Um, everyone from tech moves up here pretty much. So like easy transition post college, which was great. Um, but this one will be completely different, right? Because I know two people down there. I've been there for maybe five days, seven days, some like whatever, like a week. So, uh, yeah, I, so I think I'm still trying to learn that. Um, and I definitely think I'm a very, uh, what's the word, like a nostalgic person mm-hmm. or like sentimental. So I've been trying to like go to my favorite restaurants or obviously I've, tried to see as many people as I can the last couple of weeks trying to just like say goodbyes. Even if, even I'm not like officially like saying goodbye, like trying to see people. Like it's I not drove, a goodbye. It's a see you later. Yeah. Actually I drove by my, my mom's uh, childhood home on the way over here, like where my grandpa used to live. Cause I was, I used to like every now and then drive by cause I've like kind of fond memories there. Um, so I did that th- today for the last time. So I think just trying to like take everything in, right? Like kind of like when you left college, I tried to like mm-hmm. appreciate everything. Like I'm never going to have this many friends around, right? With this much free time, all of us like doing the same thing. So I tried to just like take that all in spring semester, senior year. And I felt like the last few weeks I've tried to do that now, if that makes sense. So I would just say that just like appreciate those little things, the people, the places you like, um, what you do. Cause you don't know like when this is going to happen and it's all going to be gone. So did you say bye to your barber? Uh, yeah, actually I did. I did. Uh, he goes to my gym. So I like, we'll talk to him in the gym and I was like, yeah, I'm moving. He's like, oh, you gotta come before you go. Um, so I did a whole like shave and everything with him. It was great. So yeah. I did Are say you bye to my more barber. nervous about finding a new barber or finding a new friend group in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually a good question. Cause I feel like I'm like, you probably want to find a new barber before you find a friend group so you don't look like shit. <laughs> right. And I found like my hair is like starting to get like a little long. Like, do I get it cut? I think it looks really good. But do I, but like, I, one, I appreciate that. But like near like the ears and stuff, it's starting to get a little long. Hmm. I feel like the first day of work though, I kind of wanted to look prefer- like good. 
So like, do I get it cut one more time up here? Do I go find a barber? But then do you risk it all for the barber? <laughs> so I guess low key, it's probably the barber over the friend group. Yeah. Um, but the friend group thing definitely makes me nervous because everyone's been like, oh, you're so outgoing. You're ne- like, you'll be fine. But like, shit, I mean. I'm Easier just, said than done. Yeah, right. Like I know two people down there. Shout out Layla and Timmy. So like that will um, make it easier, I think. But still, like I don't want to like they have their friend group. So I kind of want to also find my people, right? And then hang out with them, but also find my own squad. And that's going to take time. So I'm definitely nervous for that. Because up here, you have plans like every weekend. Like there's always a Facebook event or people like there's always moves. And now I'm going to get down there. It's me Friday night. And I'm like, I have no fucking moves. Like, what am I going to do? So that kind of scares me. But I probably would lean Barber over (laughs) friend group, to be honest. That's fair. I think that's the right answer, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. What are you most excited for moving down there? And what are you most nervous for moving down to Atlanta? I'm most excited for, I guess, my job. I think my job is going to be really cool. And I think it's going to be something I'm way more passionate about than my previous job. And even if it's not like the perfect fit for me, I think it will open doors to jobs that I'm more interested in. Right. So maybe like this isn't the final stop, but I think it will lead to the final stop potentially. So I'm excited for that. Um, Most nervous for, I think being like alone because I'm super outgoing and extrovert. And I like hanging around people. Like I get super tired being by myself. I've learned that like working at home. So now that I don't have a ton of friends there, like, what am I going to do? I think that scares me again, like Friday, Saturday night, like, what am I going to do? I'm not a homebody person. Yeah. So I think that's going to be hard. And like uh, Timmy and Layla have been great. Like they've, invited me to stuff or like told their friends I'm moving down and want me to come meet their friends. So maybe it will just like be quick right away. But like, what if I don't perfectly gel with them? Or like, what if like they're nice, but they're not like my people. Right. Or like, what if it doesn't go well at all? I mean, I don't know. So like, I'm nervous to like be down there and be like alone. Mm-hmm. Cause I've went from Richmond, went to a big public school, moved to where a bunch of people from tech and from my, and people from high school went to other schools moved to. So I've always like had people, family around me. And now I don't have that. So that I think will be a big adjustment, which I'm nervous for, for sure. Kind of piggybacking off that point. Do you have a plan for making friends? I know you probably didn't like think out like a specific itinerary, but are, what are you hoping to do to meet people besides like your coworkers or Timmy and Layla's friends? Like how are you, how are you hoping to meet those people? Yeah, that's a really good question. I have uh, not really thought about that. Um, like people are like, oh, you should join like a softball. Like we're all wearing our softball jerseys. Um, Cause I was like the one that put it all together, I guess. Um, shout out to Quinn though for the team name. Um, the Crossy Sox. But like maybe join softball. Um, I don't know, basketball, like golf. Like I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to find like a sports league. Or something. The alumni foundation down there. Yeah. So there's not a young, I reached out to the person that coordinates all the young alumni stuff. So there's not a young alumni thing down there, but there is an alumni alumni thing. thing. So like there's an event, I think like a month or so after I've moved down. So I'm going to go to that, but I haven't really thought about that. So that does kind of like make me nervous. Like what am I going to just randomly join a team? I don't really know, but I think I'm just going to try to see like 
what are like the like you know how like kickball like at national mall is big up here like what are the things that young people do down there and then just try to get involved in those things and see if it sticks maybe get involved in a church i don't know like something that will get me just to meet young people huh big into barking whoa they are big into barking down there. I'm probably not going to pick that up, I hope. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, hashtag you bow wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe like befriend your local bartender, become tight with him. And you're like, yo, dude, you see any, if special? you see any other dudes that are in here doing what I'm doing, let them know about me so I can hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like. I don't want to go to the bar by myself. Like I, I don't want to be that guy. Hey, might have to be. Can't knock it until yeah, you try. I don't it. know. That's true. I mean, Matt, you, can't. you say most of those guys that come into the dudes that come to the bar by themselves are terrific stand-up men, right? <laughs> well, no. Okay, so some of them are. Some of them I really like. Um, I wouldn't try to befriend a bartender though. If you don't have any other friends, to me, that's kind of. Because then you'd have to go and see them all the time, and you could maybe drink a lot, which isn't great. Um, no one said you had to drink. Right. But I wouldn't do that. Not saying that's a bad idea. I, I don't know. Me personally, I don't want to, as a bartender, I don't want to hang out with uh, the customers outside of work, if that makes any sense. I didn't mean to like become buddy buddy. I might just be like, familiar with this dude like yo what would you do yeah. if you were in my shoes yeah ask questions like i mean that's not a bad idea like go to a yeah. bar like, yeah be friendly with and him. just Don't be like be hey like i just moved here like yeah. what what do what do, people tw- do what do middle 20 people do like mid-age 20 people do so like imagine that's not a bad idea but yeah i don't right. i don't want to become the regular at a bar by myself right if that makes sense no yeah. i wasn't suggesting that was the path you should go down but i'm with I you mean, a I'm bar, with you. especially in a big city like atlanta like they definitely know of things to do or people who are doing things. Yeah, for so, sure. If for better or for worse, it's a good point of reference. Like, Hey, my friend told me about this thing that's happening this weekend. Have you ever been, do you know people that go like, is it worth it? Right. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And uh, so like, yeah, hopefully, I mean, that would definitely help. I mean, I'm not going to like a lot of people have reached out and like, Oh, I know like a couple people in Atlanta and I, I, I'm not turning anybody down. Like if they know people, I'm going to like text them, right? What sort of happens? They don't reply back to me, but like, what if they're my best, what if they become my best friend or what if their friend becomes some, like whatever, like there's, we've talked about that before, Yeah. but I'm hoping that like work people and the people I meet will introduce me. The people I know down there will introduce me to people who introduce me to people and then I'll find yeah, a group like, that way. Even like, I know, like I have a good friend from high school who lives down there and like, I could like give you her number, but I don't think you guys would hang out that way i'm hoping when i come down and visit that we can go and try to hang out with them and then that's how you can meet another friend group that way yeah sure because i do think it is kind of to be honest on both ends a little awkward to be like oh here's just like my random mutual friend yeah it is please please invite him to your social especially if like they went to uga and like their whole whole group is there already down there you know what i mean yeah but if they were like old to moving or like knew the city like hadn't really like gotten their feet beneath them yet like then it would be different but i'm not overly worried about that yet yeah we'll figure it out maybe pick up a new hobby like take classes of something that you some things that like scare you you know a hobby that you never would have thought you could do I don't right know. 
like jujitsu or surfing, even though you're in Atlanta. So, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I don't know pottery. I was. Yeah, you could do pottery. Do something that you wouldn't. You would cooking class. A cooking cooking class. class. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be cool. You know, stuff like that. Stuff that you've never done before, but would be cool to pick up. You're in a new city. It's. It'd be cool to. I don't know, develop new hobbies, new personalities, you know? Like, this is your chance to begin again, almost. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, when I meet people who move to D.C. for the first time, honestly, they tell me a lot of new things about the city because they're trying, they're just trying to go out and try new things. And as someone who's been around this area, like, I'm not, like, seeking out trying new things in right. D.C. So you you will definitely go to Atlanta and try some cool experiences that people who are from Atlanta for a couple down. years won't yeah. have. So you'll always you like you'll have something to share once you're down there for you know a short period of time. For sure. What are some of your fondest memories from living up here for was it over two years now? Almost months. two years. Eighteen months. Yeah. A little more than eighteen months, yeah. Um fondest memories. I think we just like it's cool. And I think McPherson, you've brought this up on the pod, but I think it's cool just how many like good friends we have up here, like not just friends, but like genuinely like good friends. So I feel like I've had a lot of cool moments with a lot of different people. And also like I joined our fraternity five sig pretty late. So I didn't know the guys a great above me too well because we, I joined as a junior and then junior spring, I joined junior fall and junior spring COVID hit. So I didn't really like hang out with those guys, right? Cause of COVID. So it's been cool to get really close with those guys. Cause when I first moved up here, I would not say I was close with them, but also I feel like I've gone, I've done a lot of cool stuff up here. Like the podcast, for example, like this has been a ton of fun. The playing softball has been a ton of fun. Jack and I coached basketball. Like that's been like, I feel like I got really involved and I like that. Like, I don't like just sitting at home. I'm just like, not, that's just not who I am. And I feel like I did a ton of cool stuff up here. You left your mark. Like there's a lot of things that I don't want to say we'll feel empty without you, but we'll be like, Oh, where Sean's always here. Sean's at these things. Like it sucks right. not having him here, but yeah. it feels good knowing that he's in a new spot and we have all these memories to share. So you definitely, you made an impression in your short time here. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I and think I, that's impressive. And you're doing, I think what everybody wants to do mm-hmm. is go somewhere new and do it. And you're one of the first people to do it. If not the first, you know, um, and that's, that takes a lot of guts, you know, to leave. So major props and stuff. And, you know, you're a good dude. And, you know, I, I view you as a very confident person and I know you're going to do you know, great things down in Atlanta and they're very lucky to have you. And I know we're all going to miss you and stuff. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Bye. You're good. <laughs> You're good, man. Yeah. So uh, which one of us are you going to miss the most? Power rank. <laughs> uh, well, you said you'd kill me. It's cool. I understand where we end off. No, but yeah, to reiterate what Matt said, Sean, we love you. We're very, very proud of you. This is awesome. Um, it's kind of cool seeing your friends spread their wings and grow and go. And like, I have a lot of admiration and respect for you for doing this because I don't know if I'd be able to make that decision that you made just being so attached to this area. Like I am. So I'm excited to visit you. It's going to be a blast dude. Atlanta was a fun time and 
it's cool having homies in different cities. Yeah. Um, you know, I graduated a semester late, so like I wasn't up in this area when you guys first were. And like when I first moved back in this area, it was legitimately awesome knowing that Sean was up here because like, you know, we could always go out and hang out with Sean. And when I, when we, when I first got up here, all my social interactions were wait, what, what's going on this weekend, Sean? <laughs> and then, and then Sean would tell me, and now, and, it, and I'm kind of feeling like a little embarrassed saying it, but it's truthfully, I mean, in the beginning, like definitely I use Sean as like a crutch socially in this area. And now I feel fine, but your legs healed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I, I thank Sean a lot for that. I was, um, you know, you were my closest friend who didn't live at home and you were very welcoming for all of us to come out and you wanted us there. And I don't know, I got honest, I could say this, like, I don't know what my social life would be in this area. If you didn't move up here, I can yeah. factually say that. I mean, I appreciate it. you, but you would have done the same thing for me and you oh, would have fell in with people. You would have fit in with them fine without me, but I appreciate that. And I loved having you guys come over, even though like it might've caused a few noise complaints, but like it's, it doesn't really matter. You can no. look our direction when you say that, right? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, happy, happy to do it. I will so. say what I'll miss with you being gone. Like some of my fondest memories with you is, you know, we would sometimes we'd carpool here, like after I moved to Arlington and we would drive back and I feel like our conversations on the way back would be really good. And I'd ask you for a lot of advice and you gave me really good advice. So I'm going to miss that a lot. Um, yeah. And just hanging out. I think some of the best moments we've had is we'll stay up late. I don't know. Like the last, like the last time we went out for your going away party. Um, yeah, we were like up till three, just like talking and, it's sad because we're not gonna um, be doing that a lot anymore. Um, so, sorry. No, you're good, yeah. bro. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna miss you. Uh, it's gonna be tough not being able to do a lot. Of that. Fuck, dude, I didn't <laughs> want to do this. This is embarrassing. No, this is adorable. It's not embarrassing, bro. This is adorable. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna miss you because you know I, we've had so many good moments together, and yeah, it's just been such a blast. So, thanks. Your turn. Um, yeah, <laughs> when, when I think about Sean and like when, he, when he's trying to think about like similar to that is, uh, what Sean has talked about, like when we became best friends, it was like senior year and how we became best friends was by playing golf all the fucking time together. And I was actually like reflecting on it too. And when we played probably over 50 to 60% of the times, it was just me and you. Mm -hmm. And both, I mean, we can all say that like senior year is like just a tough time. And we both were going through shit with like relationships and we both, I thought about this. We both figured out what, you know, you got the job with Fannie Mae. I figured out I wanted to become like a school counselor that time in my life. Like we were both like, not like Newton. We kind of figured out like the next steps of our lives during that time. And I don't know, like. I, when I, when I like, when I think about like, it's kind of weird when I think about Pete died, dude, I get like really like relaxed and I get happy. Like, cause those were the moments out with you, like where we could just talk about anything. And I don't know. I didn't worry about shit when I was out there with you. And that's how I always feel when I'm with you. And yeah, it sucked not going to have you in this area. Um, 
yeah, no, no, I kind of don't think about it to be honest. Like I don't like, I'm, I'm the type of, the, I'm not that, I'm that type of person. Like it won't become real until like legit, like Saturday when I think about what I'm doing that day and I realize I can't hang out with you. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I think all three of us can say like, I'm extremely grateful to call you one of my closest friends. Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm not worried one bit about our friendship going in the future. Um, cause I got a lot of love for you and I know you got a lot of love for me and that's not stopping anytime soon. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just honestly extremely grateful. Just that's why. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed to cry. I'm not, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. So like, I love you. So. Okay. Damn dude, if I don't cry, me. I'm an asshole. Um, dude, you guys are gonna make me. But um, <laughs> I think I can sum up our relationship pretty easily. Like my first introduction to Sean was when he was rushing and I'd never met the dude, but I was like, yo, you gotta meet this guy, Sean Tybel. He's the sickest <laughs> dude ever. <laughs> like so cool. And I was like, all right, you could say that about anyone. Um, and then honestly, like it, it's cliche to say, but from the moment I met you, Sean, you, I could tell that you were a very straight shooter. You're honest and you're there for the right reasons. You're a good friend to anyone you meet. And you know, you and I both know we bring out the competitive spirit with each other, like no other. And I don't think I could have that relationship with you if I didn't know like how sincere you were in the times where it's really, really hard. So like we can be at each other's throats. And then as soon as we step off the court or whatever we're doing, it's like all love again. And there's not many people I share that relationship with. I think the three people in this room are probably the three people that fit that mold the most, but I'm just so thankful that I have someone like you that I can look up to. In all honesty, I don't look up to a lot of people, um, <laughs> but you are a very, very inspiring and personally motivating person for me. I see how, well thought out you are in terms of scheduling out the next five, 10 years of your life. And maybe you don't even think you have that all figured out. But when I hear what, when I hear you talk about your future, it inspires me to find that within myself. So yeah, like did I could go on for another hour and a half explaining how much you mean to me and how much I love you. And I really do love you. Like I said, you guys are my family. Um, so th thank you, honestly, thank you for being in my life. It's only been three and a half years that we've known each other, but it, feels as if it's been my entire life. I've grown so close to you and I really don't know what I'm going to do without you next to me. I've had you by my side since the moment I met you and I'm very fortunate for that. We've lived together. We've lived 15 minutes away. You eat dinner with my family for God's sake. Like I think that's going to hit me the most is seeing how my parents react when they found out that you're moving to Atlanta. Like not only do I see it within you, but my parents who I hold in the highest regard hold you in such a high regard. So you're doing something right. And I know we're like sucking on your dick, like no other right now, but dude, last we time. love you so much and we are really, really going to miss you. And I hope you know that you've got three guys who would drive down to Atlanta in a moment's notice. If you ever needed us, I don't care That's what's going on in my life, fact. but I will be there at the drop of a hat for you, bro. That's a damn fact. Thanks guys. Yeah. No problem, bro. Anything for you. Like legit. Whew. I'm trying to like keep it together. Uh, I mean, I, I just appreciate all three of you and like people listening. Um, people kept asking like, how's it hit? Has it hit? And I was like, no, like it hasn't. And it kind of hit 
last night, even though I know this is coming out like 10 days later or whatever, but like it hit like the Sunday night before I moved when like McPherson was like, we're not going to be able to like just sit around and like hang out. Uh, and I think right now it's kind of, uh, like truly, uh, set in, which is like scary. Uh, so I think if we, if we asked some of those questions again, maybe <laughs> you'd get different answers, but, um, no, I just, I appreciate the three of y'all. Like you've been great friends. Like we can just shoot the shit or we can be serious. And I love that. Like we have that relationship and we know when to turn it on and turn it off. Um, yeah, I'm just thankful for you guys. And I'm, I'm glad we do this every week. Um, it's been, it's been fun and it will continue to be fun, even though I'll be through the phone or whatever. But, uh, yeah, just come down anytime, anytime. Like nothing's going to change. Like things will change, but like nothing's going to change, you know? So Facts. yeah, beef nation, we're not stopping. Sean's going to be just dialed in through another means. Uh, you'll still get to hear his wonderful laughter and his soothing velvety voice and some, some swings and misses in the joke department. <laughs> Hey, they can't all be home runs, but, uh, before we wrap it up, Sean, anything you want to say to beef nation? If not, we can close it. Uh, just like love y'all. Like, uh, I, I am happily surprised on like how many of like our good friends like listen to it every week. Um, I don't think they realize, and I think I can speak for three y'all too, like how much it like kind of makes my day when they're like, damn, like you like you really picked sim in life or like go sim and like whatever, like they like will always like be talking about it. Like they don't have to listen to it. You know what I mean? Like it's there. They can choose what they want to listen to, but the fact that like they picked to listen to it and like genuinely care, I just think it's really cool. Um, cause I know how much like we put into it, especially the three y'all, um, and like McPherson, making the reels and Jack doing the editing, like how much time you guys put in. It's cool that they listen. And I, again, we just have a lot of great friends, both a lot of great friends, both up here, like in the area and around the country. country. And I just think we're so fortunate. I'm so fortunate uh, to have that. So just appreciate y'all beef nation. Yeah. We're sending our son off to college guys. (laughs) Sad day. But hey, Beef Nation, thank happy you guys. Day. Happy, a very day. Happy, day. Very, very happy day. Very happy day. Bittersweet, if you will. But yeah, Beef Nation, thank you guys. Um, if you're ever in Atlanta, go hit up our boy Sean. Thanks. We'll be down there killing it. Hopefully getting a cool haircut. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys shortly on the next episode. Keep writing in. Keep subscribing. Like Sean said, we thank you so much for listening. You guys don't have to do this. And the fact that you do means the world to us. Have a great week. And... Bye, Sean. Yeah, bye-bye, Shawnee. <laughs> bye-bye, Sean. Bye-bye, Sean.